back, I was, we were, I was start, starting out by saying that I was uh, underwhelmed by Boba Fett, but I'm like one of the few people. Everybody else seemed to like have okay. a big my dream for Let's... it, but I'm like, I was like slightly underwhelmed. And uh, specifically, can I just note that 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 fight of um, that fight where he starts out where they come around him with the shields, mm-hmm. and then he because he's some sort of dumbass shoots a rocket at the ray shields and then explodes and makes all sorts of things happen because he's a dumbass. And then that was the most worst choreographed fight that I've seen in a star Wars movie like ever. And it was also the music was not appropriate for that fight, but the music when they were going across the rooftops later was awesome. So, so you open that can of worms. Let's, let's go there. Um, spoilers, complete spoilers here. Um, I'm not gonna 100% agree with you, but I I do agree it. W- and I told Gina asked me the other day, she was like, "Oh, is it worth watching?" I said, yeah, actually, it is worth watching. And I told her the next sentence out of my mouth was, "I don't know that it's as good as the Mandalorian, like Agreed. first episode, but it you know, like her husband was gonna freak out in the first five minutes." And the and, Mandalorian underwhelms me. Right, and we'll go in knowing that that it does underwhelm you, but like. In the first five minutes, you got what you wanted, which was payoff of how did he get out of the Sarlacc, and how did he end up with the Tusken Raiders, and and you got that in the first five minutes. So it's kind of obvious this show is going to go back to some flashback type stuff to see you know, I, how he ended uh, up can where I he was. Can I say how hard I laughed when when the great and almighty Boba Fett got bitch slapped by a Jawa? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of obvious to me um, that. Um, because I thought about that too, and I was like, "Why? First of all, why does he look like that? Like he, who knows how long he was in the Sarlacc? That's that's undetermined, how long he was there. But you know, the slowly digested thing, okay. Uh, and he's still in Bacta, obviously. So leads me to believe, based on what we know about Sarlacc, he was starting to be digested. So he's weak. Like that's part of that's part of what it is. So okay, at the first episode, I, I thought it was good i think it was great but i thought it was good and i'm interested to see where it goes and then it was robert rodriguez who who directed that one who he's got a, yeah, yeah. he's got a certain he's got a certain way of directing and you know if you're into robert rodriguez you're into robert rodriguez but a lot of people are not into robert rodriguez so like you kind of don't catch that but i did feel I he mean, came I'm up fine. looking like it a was no from dust till dawn but no i mean <laughs> i uh some of his episodes of the mandalorian were kind of the more mcclunky ones so mm. It's not to be wholly unexpected. Uh, I just do want to call out some great uh, uh, voice things. Uh, the um, Rodian was uh, Sam Witwer. If you guys know who Sam Witwer is. Oh, yeah. Uh, the voice of Darth Maul on Clone Wars and right. everything. Mostly the voice of Darth Maul. Uh, the voice of um, uh, 88. And it is confirmed that that droid, the torture droid, is the same one from Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi. Well, I had the subtitles on, and I knew that because it said 88. Yeah, that's like the that, only that's place where it's confirmed is in the subtitles. Yeah. Because in some sort of one of the credits or something, uh, somebody's credits, uh, it's a different it's a different designation. Hmm. But uh, more importantly is who's voicing that droid, and it's Matt Berry, uh, also known as... Um, um, What's his face from uh, What We Do in the Shadows, among other things? <laughs> um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Laszlo. Laszlo from what we... Yeah. Uh, the funny one. <laughs> the uh, 
but he's a, he's hilarious. But um, yeah, so the some cool uh, background cameos, of course, Jennifer Beals as that uh, the female um, Twilight, the one that he goes and meets. Oh, in the uh, that's Jennifer the Beals from uh, Flashdance. Okay. Oh, that's oh, is Jennifer it? Beals. Yeah, oh, wow. that's Jennifer Beals from Flashdance. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like we haven't seen her in forty years. I know. I was gonna say. Been a while. Still, still not looking too bad. Just she looked right. really good. I, I did, yeah. I, it, I didn't know who she was, but I recognized her. She looks great. Yeah. Just saying that she was in Flashdance, I and mean, that was forty years ago. Right. So, exactly. Like, that alone, I was like, oh, she aged better than I thought because I thought that was a younger lady. So okay, I'll, I'll take that. That's that's crazy. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see the rest of it. Of course. Um, of course. But I thought it was good, but it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. But then the, the first episode of The Mandalorian left you with a huge like cliffhanger. Not really a cliffhanger, but like well, it was the introduction of Grogu. So you got you were like, Oh shit. You didn't get that moment here. Um you got okay. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't outdo that moment. I mean no. it's been done. You can't do it again because otherwise it's just gonna be gratuitous. So it's like well they gotta do their own thing. I mean, my, I'm more concerned of how this is going to tie in with everything else that they're doing. I mean, mainly how it's going to tie in with, even though I'm um, I'm apprehensive about it, I, I just could, I just wait for Ahsoka, and just just give me just give me live action Thrawn. That's all I want. <laughs> we will take it. So that's that's your spoiler filled book of Boba Fett. Or, um, yeah, Book of Boba Fett. I'm sure there's more to digest there, but it was only a little over half an hour. Actually, right. I was up because what I ended up doing that night was I had binged watch Hawkeye because I hadn't seen it. Oh. So okay. I finished Hawkeye about 11:30, and then I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna go. I know I'm gonna go to Disney tomorrow, which is it was yesterday. I was at the park yesterday, but it's only half an hour until it actually drops." If it's like half an hour, an episode, like, okay, I'll step and watch it. If it's like over an hour, like, you know, I'll just watch it the next day. It said 38 minutes when it popped up, and I'm like, okay, play. <laughs> Here we go. I can go to bed about then. Which I feel time. like is significantly shorter than most of the Mandalorian episodes, and I was very surprised by the length, because it's even shorter than a majority of the Hawkeye episodes. Yeah, all the Hawkeye episodes actually surprised me, because they were all near in that hour mark. They were all well above 45 minutes. The, the final episode of Hawkeye is the longest of all the Marvel show episodes. Which logged in at almost an hour. 50, uh, was it 55 or was it 10? No, I don't think it. I don't think it went over an no, hour. It was, but it was, maybe it was really 55, close. 55 then, or something like that. Everything else was uh, 50, 49, 52 in that area. So yeah, it was really, really. I remember being really, really close to an hour. Because when I started that one, I was like, "How long is this episode?" And I was like, "Oh, okay. No, oh, I got time." You know. Yeah, and I mean, and uh, you know, to go to do the uh, the contrast of you know me talking about uh, Star Wars shows, the the Marvel shows are amazing. Hawkeye was absolutely amazing. I have trouble whether I want to put Hawkeye number one. That's how good I think Hawkeye was. And and Haley Steinfeld as uh as um Kate Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. She's yeah. just uh you know, and then the, the Yelena and Kate stuff just. So that amazing. was funny. That I, was funny. I have nothing but good things to say about that show. You know, specifically just the Kate and then the Kate Yelena stuff is just they're amazing. And I then and because of that I started watching Dickinson also on uh, Apple TV, uh, which has her as Emily Dickinson, and that shows out pretty amazing too. My only complaint with Hawkeye is I thought there were 
parts where it was kind of slow moving. There was, I think some of the episodes were a little bit longer than they needed to be, but the overall story I thought was really good. Yeah, episodes where they're trying to find out things or yeah. do things. You know, it's just like any other uh, any it, other. It was a crime uh, drama. It was a crime right, drama. Right. That's what it is. So it, it was really a Christmas a crime drama. Thing. Yeah, actually, that's what I, the point I was going to make is I was talking to my brother yesterday, and he said he liked it so much, and he liked the fact that everything was Christmas based because there was plenty of Christmas music in it. That he's like, I think I'm going to add that to my like my Christmas must watch list. Because it had so much, it had so much there, and I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, and then there was even the blatant diehard jokes. Yeah, and I don't understand all the hate for that end scene. Like, I get it. Like, most of the other Marvel movies have been, or series, whatever the end scene has been, has been like, let's set up what's next. But I thought it was funny. I mean, I I thought the um the have you seen it, Gina? No, I was actually just sitting here thinking um, that I had been wanting to see it, but my husband wasn't interested in it. So I think I'm just going to watch it on my own um, because he just doesn't seem that interested in the Hawkeye like franchise. But listening to you two talk about it, it sounds like something I would enjoy. So I think definitely it's a crime drama and there's a lot of character development for Clint. I like that kind of stuff. But the big and like I know you've seen memes about this online has been that the end scene, which is like. The first episode he goes to Rogers the musical, which is mm-hmm. a musical about the invasion in New York, like from um, from the first Avengers movie, and yeah. it's it's a whole number. That's the end scene. It's a whole number, and and you know how musicals are. They take this yeah. weird thing, and you know, it's this acting, it's this dancing, it's these characters who kind of look like the character but really aren't supposed to. It looks like freaking Cats. Like I don't understand all the hate. That I mean, you made a musical about freaking cats. You can't have that because they would really make Rogers the musical, and it was supposed to. It, it's it was a. What did my brother say? And I agreed with him. He said it was a serious series. Like the tone of it is very serious, but it knew when to laugh at itself. Like there's points in there where it's like they just make certain jokes that just laughed itself. Like the whole the tracksuit mafia and the whole trust a bro moving company. That's funny. <laughs> bro. Yeah. Trust bro, a bro. Trust bro. a bro. Oh, before, <laughs> before Kate Bishop kicks that one guy's ass. Oh, I took my girlfriend to go see Maroon five. Like you were talking about. <laughs> like, I was like, there were points where it was like, it was laughing at itself and it, it was, it was funny. So that was like, a good one right there. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a good one. And then I stopped doing it. Sorry. It is something that the Marvel series have been able to do pretty good is, uh, be serious, but also have those, light moments the only one that maybe didn't do it as well was falcon winter soldier but it did have its moments too it did have its moments and that way i forget you forget about that one because everybody talks so much about loki and wandavision but falcon winter soldier was actually really good yeah that one was pretty good i in my opinion the best that i've seen mandalorian marvel all of them was loki i and i because i'm not really big into you know, the Marvel Universe, like, I never, the comics I was into was, like, Archie, so I wasn't into <laughs> that stuff, but um, I really thought Loki was so well done. I, I really loved Tom Hiddleston, and I love, like, I just really liked that series, and that was, in my opinion, that was the best. I even liked it more than I liked Mandalorian. Um, oh, that's okay. I do, too. <laughs> and I thought Mandalorian was great. Yeah, it had some parts where you were just like, okay, like, let's get through this episode so we can get to the next one. But um, I really am looking forward to more, like, Loki. So I think my issue is every time I watch something, 
in my head, I compare it to Loki, and I haven't seen anything that lives up to that. Like, Loki held my attention from the first moment of the first episode all the way through the end. There you wasn't might, one episode I didn't find fascinating. You might be surprised that Hawkeye might do that. My hope is it's that just, it's, it is that Kate is that charming. Yeah, she really when is. Yelena, when Yelena shows up, that's amazing. And the the scene in there in with the with the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Oh my god, you're gonna fall in love with both of them simultaneously and never want them to not be in anything Marvel ever again. <laughs> and then later when they fight, stop making me like you. <laughs> yes. The scene yeah. in the elevator and then the side scroll fight. Yeah, it, it's all really those two characters. Appreciate really good. strong female characters. Um, and Loki delivered on that. And and without them being cheesy, you know, like uh, oftentimes female characters are just like an afterthought or they're there to like draw some eye attention or they're there as a token. Like, oh, hey, girls, here, you can have this. And I really felt like Loki delivered on like a strong female character that wasn't just a, like an afterthought. And so it sounds like Hawkeye might have that. Also, Hawkeye delivers with two, even though, I mean, obviously you had already seen, we've already seen Yelena in Black Widow, Black Widow, mm -hmm. but this delivers a, a Yelena that you can feel like you get to know more. It expands her range. It, it expands her range of what she can do. And, 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 it, and it takes full advantage of how great of an actress Florence Pugh is because, you know, everything that she's been in so far, and I'm sure Dan's at least seen her in Fighting With My Family. No. Oh, you haven't even seen no, that movie? I, I don't oh. know. Yeah, because that's the one where she plays Paige. Okay. Oh, okay. That's her? That, I didn't know that. That's her. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then that movie Midsummer, with the where she joins the, where she's in a cult or something, and that's a weird movie. If they if this is the introduction of Kate Bishop to the MCU, because I won't spoil the end for you necessarily, but like um, it, it'll be good. It'll be very well, good for the like, MCU. I'll still watch stuff if I know all the spoilers. I'm one of those weird people that, like, <laughs> I'll go on Wikipedia and look at everything and then go back and watch. I'm a very well. Odd person, if you've if you've seen the other if you've seen the other Hawkeye or movies with Hawkeye in it, you, yeah. you get the feeling you know like he does not want to do that anymore. It's right. it's his family entirely. So this sets up Kate Bishop to be the new Hawkeye. Yeah, because he's been literally trying to quit since Civil War. Yeah, no, since Ultron. Since Ultron. Yeah, since Ultron. And um, he just very keeps getting tossed back in there. Uh, like he's an apathetic character. <laughs> and this like... gives you some background into why that is, like what the series actually does. So it actually, and, it, and as a crime drama, this is actually really good as a crime drama, much like um, Winter Soldier was, which Winter Soldier will stand up on its own as like, this is just a good like spy movie. Right. You know what I mean? So... And, and, and Hawkeye makes for, um, uh, it makes as a nice compliment to uh, Black Widow. Almost like a yeah. You know, I had to go uh, back and watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you uh, you've seen Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. And I a, mean a minute ago, but yeah, I've seen that. I saw the Hawkeye. I did see Falcon and <clears throat> Soldier. The only I mean, it probably wouldn't hurt for you to go back and watch Hawkeye. I, I watch Black Widow if you don't want if you if you if you have the time before yeah. just to you know just to be familiar yourself with Yelena and uh, the whole uh, Natasha and. Um, Clint thing, and because it expands on the uh, you know, uh, Budapest or Budapest, depending on uh, <laughs> if you want to be uh, if you want to be uh, Natasha about it. 
Watch this segue. Okay, so we actually did see um, the Kingpin, who came from the Daredevil Netflix um, series, who is now officially canon as part of the MCU. And it's unclear if he's definitively the Daredevil or the one from Daredevil, but he is definitely, you know, uh, a la another character in uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, that's exactly where, well, not J. Jonah Jameson, somebody else. But, um, right, I understand. So we were, um, I read an interview with him where he said he just, he viewed it, the actor viewed it as a continuation of his of his role right. from the, the Netflix series, which I have only seen a few episodes. I haven't seen the whole series. But now that's leading it more to be um, uh, canonized if, if right. they do that. So that's there. But we also, here's the transition, moving into Spider-Man, yes. we saw Matt Murdock. The same Matt Murdock from the Netflix TV series who Kingpin is Matt Murdock's Joker, you know. So um, that's what we see. We now have two characters from a Netflix series that are canonized. And that, that's amazing to me. That's cool how they can bring in all this all this type stuff. Spider-Man, did we all see Spider-Man? I hope we saw Spider-Man. Nope. Are we want to talk Spider-Man, or should we leave it because you haven't seen it? I mean, pretty it? much, if you, you haven't guys... watched it, it's spoiled all over the place. Okay. I mean, even in quick images, you know, like on YouTube clips, so you see it. I'm like, oh. Let, let, let Gina talk. She's the one who hasn't seen it. Oh, I was piece. just going to say, if you want to talk about it, feel free. Um, I have not seen it yet. Uh, I don't I don't really like to go to movie theaters, and then I don't know Same. if you can get it. I don't know if you can get it yet streaming. No, no. I'm waiting. Not yet. Yeah, I'm going to wait for it to come. I've never been big on movie theaters, so like I don't particularly go, so I haven't had an opportunity, but please feel free to talk about it if you want to. Like I'm cool with that. Anthony, you saw all, it? All the Spider-Mans died. No, I won't give you the big one. I won't give you the big one. Um, but some of the characters, I, I yeah, let's. It, first of all, it was an amazing movie. It was amazing. It I does, it does stand people. up there. People are, are seriously talking, and it's a contender for possibly being the best Marvel movie that there is. It's a contender. I don't know. That That's pretty bold. I don't know if I would say that, but it was it's really good. It's definitely a contender for best Spider-Man movie, right up there with Spider-Man 2 and right. Into the Spider-Verse, depending on how you lean with both of those movies. And, uh, and Spider-Man 2 was the first thing that I thought of. It's like, oh, that's, that's bold, because Spider-Man 2 was amazing for its time. And that's just but, still a good movie. But, yeah. like... but here's the case for... It being the best, it has all of it. it has the elements of Spider-Man Two that made it the best, aka um, Alfred Molina, who is one of the most amazing actors in the world and really deserves to be more. And um, can I just say that I love the fact that I discovered that um, Willem Dafoe calls him Fred. Oh, really? Well, that's funny. Because there was an interview with Willem Dafoe, and he was, and he, and it came up about something about Alfred Molina, and he calls him Fred. So I just think it's very hilarious that um, that <laughs> Alfred Molina is called Fred. So <laughs> I just thought, found that hilarious. But um, no, I mean it has all those elements that make Spider-Man Two great, and then it has all those elements that makes Into the Spider-Verse great because it combines basically both concepts. But then you also have that it basically fixed everything that was wrong with the Andrew Garfield series. Yeah. Speaking of which, there are the performances in this movie are great by so many of the actors. Fantastic. They're fantastic. I have to point out Willem Dafoe. Amazing. Amazing performance by Willem Dafoe. 
it was absolutely amazing. He, I, I want to say he stole that movie, but I can't let go Andrew Garfield. He, it's a tie. It's yeah, a toss up he was them. amazing in that movie. And we had always said, <clears throat> you know, because we've seen a number of Spider-Man reboots, reboots that Tobey Maguire was the better Peter Parker yep. out, out of those first two, and Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man. Yeah. That's always kind of what we what we had said, but this, I don't know. It's tough to say now because he stole, he stole his scenes. <laughs> yeah, and they're to the point where there's calls now for like, well, let's make an Amazing Spider-Man three. Um, no, I don't want to see that. Um, but it, it, I don't want to say he like made up for it because that's not really what I mean. But he did a really good job. Like he definitely stole. The he scenes didn't he need into. to make up for it, but he helped make up for those movies not being great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the line by Jamie Foxx where he's like, there's got to be a black Spider-Man somewhere, which was a direct, um, into that's the Spider-Verse, a, you know, yeah, reference to Miles Morales. Yeah. I mean, there was already a Miles <clears throat> reference that was in Spider-Man Homecoming that was mostly half cut out, but hmm. still there with, uh, Donald Glover. As, oh, uh, yeah. As his, as his uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so that still leaves it open for him, but, um. I had hoped to see maybe when they went to feast. I'd when they were when they when the, um, Aunt May was at when Peter went to feast to see Aunt May, and um, Goblin and, and Norman was there. Mm. I was hoping to see a, maybe a Miles cameo in the background, or maybe he would bump into Miles or something. But the, we didn't get that. But um, and then I think that. Uh, you know, getting back to the Andrew Garfield, obviously this movie fixed everything that was wrong with Electro. Yes. Did you notice that? Did you notice that when he charged up? Jamie Fox. Did you notice when he charged up, it had the star around his head? Yes, I did. I, that, was, I, that was a little Easter egg I, there. I, I, I elbowed. So I elbowed Rebecca and I was like, <gasps> the star. I know. I told my daughter. I was like, oh my God, his head. And she's like, what? So I showed her a picture and she's like, oh yeah, I did see that. And I was like, yeah. Throwback to you the did you see it again in you yellow see it a couple of times. later in the uh, on the the Statue of Liberty fight? Yeah, you do. Which I thought was I thought that was super cool when that happened. I was like, did I see what I just saw? I'm like, I did. I saw that. It was there. Um, you know but who stole? As... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, you know who stole his scenes was Ned. Oh, <laughs> I thought Ned was great. I mean, I think Ned still sees it in in all the all the Spider-Man movies, but he does. Um, yeah, but like no, this one, I mean, he particularly yes because of what happens with him. And now I'm like the joke between us is anytime we see something with him, I'm like, hey man, that's Ned. What are you doing, man? That's Ned. <laughs> like, I think he's great. It worked out well. And that's and I you know, just I can't wait to see if he gets to do magic. Yeah, that's going to be pretty interesting. And then like, Benedict he, Benedict Cumberbatch is always good. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, I I don't like him enough to see that uh, Year of the Dog movie where he's a rancher, but I really like him. <laughs> I will keep him as smog. <laughs> as smog, as Doctor Strange, and as Sherlock. Because you've Sherlock. never seen Sherlock. Yeah. Sherlock is amazing. I don't Wait, know anything. So, uh, cool question. Go for so it. So pretty much anybody that hasn't watched all the old Spider-Mans uh, has to go and watch all that, right? Not- I mean, I don't I mean, they, it didn't happen. Some of it didn't happen now, but... Yeah. Um. No, not entirely. You don't have to. I forgot half of all that. I went, I watched Amazing Spider-Man because, just full disclosure, I had never seen the Andrew Garfield movies. Okay. So I watched 
Amazing Spider-Man so I can familiarize myself with him and mainly um, Lizard. I did not watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 because I refused to watch when um, Emma Stone as when Stacy die. And um, I know that that Electro is really shitty, so I didn't really want to watch that movie. Plus, <laughs> I mean, you know, they advertise Rhino as if he's in the movie, but, like, he's at the end. Come on. You don't need to... I don't think you need to watch the old ones. You will catch on to what you need to catch on with and just realize that there's more than one version because you know there's more than one movie. You know, yeah. and everyone... If Uncle Uncle Ben is died. Ones, yeah, like... I highly recommend if you have never seen the... Uh, Tobey Maguire one and two, then you have to see those because no one, oh, need, yeah. no one needs to watch three. Movies I've seen, like that's how long it's been. That, since I watched. You know, to be honest, the, those are the best two until now. So yeah, Tobey Maguire was like he's Spider Man in my head because I'm 800 years old. Well, then, and so then to be honest, think... then to be honest, you're gonna love No Way Home because okay. he is great in that. Because um, the uh youth pastor joke that was, was funny yeah <laughs> it landed so amazing that i've just been making that joke like non-stop and um yeah no if you're if you're a toby um fan then you're gonna be happy because he gets to do a lot more than i ever expected toby to do in this movie yeah he oh, does nice. he does cool. it's good i, I don't think you 100 percent need to go back and rewatch them stuff will come up and you'll be like oh yeah i remember that because i didn't i didn't i haven't seen the original two and in, in whatever. And um, I've never seen, since we're spoiling stuff, I actually haven't seen the Venom movies, but they're referenced here. So we know. I haven't seen the Venom movies either, but know. I knew what was being referenced. Yeah, me too, because of, and I knew, I knew, and I knew and the I actor. Knew, yeah. And I knew of the, uh, I knew of, and I had watched a YouTube video of the post credit scene from the last Venom. So I knew how that set up for what we saw at the end of this movie. Because I don't know if you knew about that. No, I didn't know about that. Yeah. That that kind of portrays how uh, how Venom ended up, how uh, Eddie Brock ended up, um, where he was, where we see him at the bar. Because apparently he's in a bungalow in the same exact spot, but in his verse, at the in the post credits from the last Venom, and then all of a sudden the the whole room kind of like vibrates, and then he's in another room somebody and some dude walks in and say what are you doing in my room <laughs> and that's basically signifying when the spell sent him to the other verse and then of course we see him go back and it had to be that one right we we don't go with topher grace like that's just ignored <laughs> we don't talk about topher grace topher grace was just completely I'm sorry, ignored topher grace is that 70s show and nothing else <laughs> <laughs> nothing okay, else okay so I found it interesting that like he's talking about the mid credit scene. Th that actually is a mid credit scene. The the Tom Hardy and Venom thing is a mid credit scene. The after credit scene is actually the trailer for Doctor Strange. That's what it is. So I think Michael, you had posted like, oh, the trailer dropped. No, the trailer had actually been out for days, but it was the end credit <laughs> scene to Spider Man. Yeah, it was oh, just yeah. it was just it was recut and released as an actual trailer with the titles and everything, rather than just being seamlessly. Uh, scenes like what we saw in the theater it was recut with the doctor strange and the multiverse of madness title uh included in it yeah and i i don't look for i don't look for trailers i don't go out of my way to find them and look for them but i saw you post that and i was like 
oh, I tell me you haven't seen Spider-Man without telling me you haven't seen Spider-Man. Well, no, like... because um, somebody had dropped the, uh, before it got taken down, the all the end credits of Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, fuck it, might as well, because I ain't going to watch it until it streams. So I was, I just watched it, and then when I seen that, I was like, okay, is there something different about this one compared to what I saw? You know that the guy had the camera facing the movie screen. So I see. I still haven't even watched the trailer because I saw a very brief part of it. Or I think I saw maybe just the very beginning of it, and I was like, "Oh, this is the end credit scene." So like, I don't even yeah. watch this because I already saw it. So yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, ex- it's ex- like I said, it's exactly the same thing, just with the with the uh, you know just cut to be like a trailer. Yeah, that makes sense. Rather than just cut to be scenes. All right. Anything else? Yeah, that pretty good. Anything else movie related? Because I didn't even plan that. It's not what I had planned to talk about, but it's just kind of how it ended up. That's how we do it around here. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's circle. why I like. That's why I like this podcast. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so I, I have a confession for Uh-oh. all of you. Um, oh no! I'm now the proud owner of a spirit jersey. <laughs> no way! Um, Wait, well, yeah. Okay, but you got it pre the fact they went up to 120 bucks now. So what? No way! Yeah, I saw where? that. It, it, while Disney World, they already started po- changing the prices. The there's a new, they're starting with the new ones coming out. There's a new one. It's like a sparkly one, and mm. it's I want to say it's 112 or 120 bucks. But they're I thought it was 119.99. Yeah, Something so like that. Okay. You you got in. You I, got I, in. Well, mine's yeah. just a plain. There's a whole story behind it that I'll tell you. But like, uh, <laughs> mine was the and I didn't know this. Okay, so let's just go the whole backstory. So I Wait, went to hold the on, park. hold on, hold on. Before you go into your backstory, how are you going to tell us about a spirit jersey that you bought and then not have it on you or have it ready to show us? I, I, wore, it, I wore it yesterday. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, I wore it to the park yesterday because I figured I paid enough for it that I better wear the damn thing. But um, <laughs> the story actually is a couple of weeks ago I went to the park. And I went to the park with my kids and um, my daughter's friend, who's one of the girls that I coach for softball. So took her. She's a pretty new pass holder. Has only been to Disneyland a couple of times her entire life. But she's now a pass holder, so she's also our new Disney partner. So take her. We decided, well, you know what? Let's do what you want to do today because, like, we're here all the time. doesn't matter to us. She kind of was like, I don't know. I've only been here, like, you know, two times my entire life. Take her on Haunted Mansion because it's decorated for, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. And then, okay, what do you want to do when we got off? Showed her the app. Well, Splash Mountain is here. You want to get on Splash Mountain? Sure. Mind Ah. you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Five minute wait. Or it wasn't a long wait. Maybe 15, 20 minutes. The day might have been maybe 60 degrees. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon because we got to the park early. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I said, okay, my only thing with Splash Mountain is I will not ride in the front. So I told her, I will not ride in the front. I'm like, you don't put heavyweight with you kids because we're going to hit and we're going to splash because I'm just <laughs> that heavy. That's not going to happen. So I do not ride in the front. They go back and forth with it in line. Who's going to do it? It ends up being her. She takes the front. Man, we went down that first drop. Soaked. I mean, she was soaked. And she had her jacket on. So by the time we get off the ride, I mean, this poor girl is head to toe soaked. <laughs> You know, she she gets off the ride. Oh my god! Like my jacket. Look at my jacket. It's soaking wet. I said, let me let me have it. I ask her, are you cold? She says, yeah. I gave her my jacket. I said, here, wear my jacket. Hopefully yours dries out. You know, we'll worry about it. Like when it starts to actually get dark and get cold. Because I was fine. Again, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. That damn thing never dried. Damn thing never dried. Never so I'm like, Okay. I'm a worst case scenario. I gotta buy a new sweater. 
man, I could not find anything that I liked. I could find. And I was and like, you know, if funny, I'm gonna spend, if I'm like, gonna spend money, like I'm gonna buy something that I like. Like a week before, they had all the stuff. They had flannels. They had everything. And it was like they sold out, like right before he needed. Yeah. So it came down. <laughs> it came down to two choices: a spirit jersey or this ugly ass fuzzy Star Wars sweater that star wars fuzzy sweater is like chef's kiss and i still think you should have gotten it okay <laughs> okay so i i didn't know what to do so i was in elias and company because we had moved over to dca so i was in elias and company and i don't see anything so i went into a couple other shops and i came across a guy who had a spear jersey on and i was like can i ask you a question he said sure i'm like okay how warm is that thing and he said well He's all, it's, it's not like a, a thick jacket or anything. He's all, it's a little bit thicker than your normal long sleeve. And I'm like, oh, because we had an incident. Like I need something like I, I trying to be the dad. I gave, you know, this kid, my, my jacket, you know, to wear And he's like, well, it's better than what you have on, <laughs> which was just a t-shirt. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I'm looking at the two things. And in the meantime, this, this girl, she decides even like, I'm going to have my mom send me some money. Cause I need to buy some new like pajama pants because even my jeans are wet. Okay, so she goes and does that, and I asked the two of them, what do you girls think? Should I get the Star Wars sweater or the spirit jersey? And they were both <laughs> like, get the spirit jersey. Like, that's more like – looks more like you because it's just a black one. So I was like, okay. So I ended up getting the, the spirit jersey and carrying around her clothes in my backpack. But I have a spirit jersey now because it was what I found that I would actually wear. So yesterday, I went to the park yesterday too uh, in the rain. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I was like, well, uh, it's going to be I, my rain jacket, but I don't want to be too hot in it either. So I'm going to wear the spirit jersey underneath. So I did. So, so what, what's on it? What's the theme? I, I, it's just a black one. It is just and a black spirit jersey. Black. The basic black one. just have black ones? It's new. It was the newest no. one. And apparently. It says, doesn't say anything on it. It just has the D on it right here, established 1955, and the yeah. Disneyland across the back, like most of them oh, do. Oh, Disneyland across the back. Yeah. So it still has the, still has the giant thing across the back. It's so. the most basic one there is right. that I found out later everybody wants because that has been the newest <laughs> one. So I was like, oh, I just needed it because I needed it to stay warm. Look at you, trendsetter. Right? <laughs> Black. 75 bucks. Too. Seventy-five bucks is what those damn things cost. That's it right it. there. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, Rebecca Fancy. has Rebecca has two Star Wars ones, which are both black, and um, she has a Rise of Skywalker one that is basically black with Starfield. The whole spirit jersey is a Starfield, and I, I love that one. That one's cool. I like that one. And then she has another one that's also black. That's a Star Wars one that's really cool. But, uh, I mean, she likes them. She thinks they're comfortable. She loves to wear – she even wears it to bed, which I tell her not to wear it to bed because it's going to mess, mess it up. But she, she, that's how comfortable she thinks they are. So, Honestly, for what it actually is, <laughs> it's, it's comfortable. I think I'm opposed to the price because it's like that's, that's a ridiculous amount of money yeah, for you know what, what you're actually getting. She definitely did not spend $75 on both of the ones that she got. Right. Yeah, and they just keep increasing the prices. So the plain one that you got is 75 and then if you want any of the like fancy ones, they're now up over $100, wow. which is wow. insane. And again, think, it's it's think. little more than a long sleeve shirt. It's a mm -hmm. little bit thicker yeah. than a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's crazy. Cause one of the ones that she got, I think we got from the – Star Wars Celebration Store when they were doing this, you know, the sales for people who had gotten tickets. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was one that was on there, and I don't think that was, it was cost more than that. I think it was like sixty five at the most, 
And I think the one that's the Rise of Skywalker one she got from the park, I think was fifty five, I wanna say, with plus tax. Plus or at least we got a discount on that, but Yeah, I mean, well I, I got a discount too, because I think I only paid like a basic one like that being starting at seventy five dollars now, that's crazy that, that they're just gonna raise the prices like that. It's like Oh well, now we know how they're making up for other things. It's like they're just gonna raise how much is, is car, uh, things that were under ten dollars uh, before are probably all everything's over ten dollars now. I'm sure is like uh, corn dogs are probably well over ten dollars. Twelve dollars. I, I still I still feel, and I've always said this about the park: if you're gonna go to the park, you might as well get an actual meal because that's actually your best bet money wise. Like you're, you're gonna you're gonna do that. So that day, actually, that day, actually, we ate at the French market and because um, the girls wanted um, uh, clam chowder. And then one of them changed their mind and was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get this herb roasted chicken, which actually mm-hmm. wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It came with mashed potatoes and uh, broccoli. Oh, and the chicken right there is bomb. The, the chicken. The the, uh, yeah, it's yeah. actually it's pretty good. Yeah, it's real good over there. I had the tip yip yesterday. Ooh. So that was actually <laughs> too. yeah. Yeah, the tippy up is the only thing I've tried at Docking Bay Seven, and it's good. So let me let me switch gears now, and we'll talk about that. So I did go yesterday too. I went in the in the uh, in. Well, I've been twice in the last two weeks in the rain. I was there on the twenty third, which I th- <laughs> which I think is worse because it was windy too. But oh, I'll be the twenty third was awful. I was there too, but we left earlier. We left at like two o'clock. So we left early, and you were there the whole night in the rain. And it was the twenty third was pretty bad. I had to buy one of those Disney ponchos, which is actually sitting right behind uh, me, there. and it, uh, uh, it 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 ripped, it ripped like um, at the end of the night. But it, it did. Yeah, rip. that's normal. But we How always much go, did that cost? Uh, Eleven bucks. <laughs> we, we did go. Ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, we walked up. Oh, well, yesterday I had I bet gone they into. Used to be eight. Yeah, I don't remember. No, I think they've always been about that. Um, okay. cause I bought one before <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> this, this was years ago. Sorry, I'm sorry. They don't so last. Crazy. Yeah. So I ended up actually buying a frog tog one like on Amazon. Cause I knew I was going to go back yesterday, but yesterday when I went to the, uh, to the park, I was at Oswald's uh, cause I went to DCA for a little bit first and, uh, the, man, the line in Oswald's, everybody was buying ponchos. Like I sent you that picture yesterday, and I think that that was what was all around the park, man. They made a killing on those ponchos yesterday, for sure. But the twenty third was definitely worse as far as the rain because it was windy too. So um, I dealt with it uh, yesterday. I knew it was going to be um, that, so I was prepared for it. I had my rain jacket. I did have a poncho, which I never really did use. Didn't need it. That rain jacket is legit. That ra- that rain jacket was pretty good. Good. For a cheap rain jacket off Amazon, Aaron wore it on the 23rd, and he stayed dry, like, the whole day. Okay, so I met up with my friend, right, because I had remembered my friend had told me he was going to go on the 29th. So I texted him, hey, where are you at? I'm like, yeah, I just got here. Okay, so we meet up with him, and when I meet up with him, he has on the same jacket. <laughs> like, So it's the one that pops up when you put in, like, lightweight rain jacket for men on Amazon. It's the, like, sponsored one that comes up. But I'll tell you what, for 40 bucks, it's a pretty good jacket. Everything beat it up on me and slid right off. I I, I was a little wet up on my shoulders. He looked like but he was glittering. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like he looked like uh, what's his name from Twilight? Diamond. Edward. Yeah. <laughs> Dan over here with the with the Amazon testimonial. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I've done a few of them. I've got some hey, free hey, stuff. Hey, hey, hey. I'm always willing to leave the, the review and get the free stuff. Save it for the review. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 
Hey, it's better than the Disney poncho. The jacket didn't rip. Well, the no jacket shit. didn't rip. Neither did it's from Disney. Neither did my now my brother wore got seventy five dollars. Yeah, my brother wore the the poncho, and he got that stuck. I don't know how many times on a bunch of the different stanchions. And he kind of <laughs> like, like I got stuck twelve times. Didn't rip. Disney one would have left me a trail of like whatever. It's little more than a it's little more than a shower curtain. Yeah. Like you know so whatever that that's. <laughs> So met up with my friend yesterday, and um, he just is one. We went to the we met up with him, and we decided to go to the the Grand Californian to see the Gingerbread House because they hadn't been there this year. And it was busy. Like, the, don't tell me like, oh, it's not busy. Fuck you. No, it's like 120 minute wait for Space Mountain. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. Well, because so, I think they're increasing their park capacity too. Because all of a sudden, <clears throat> like. You can get same-day reservations when you couldn't get same-day reservations, like, three weeks ago. So, like, they're definitely increasing park capacity 100%. Well, I just think, too, because of the reservation system, no one's going to give up their vacation time. Oh, that, too. Yeah, no one's going to be like, well, we did today. We were supposed to go today, and yesterday we made the executive decision that we didn't want to be cold and wet tonight. So we gave up our, our, our our reservations, but we have passes. So we're like, eh, F it. We're going two more times in January. We can pick up another day if we want to. So, but yeah, it's like, it's this whole like, oh, it's packed six out of 10. No, no, I'm going to up that to like eight. It's like a good eight out of 10. I mean, it's, it's still, not pre-Rona, no. but it's definitely busy. It's still not bad. You just have to be, when you have a password like this anyway, you're selective. Because mm-hmm. it, at first it was crazy. Wait times were whack. And then all of a sudden it kind of, leveled out and i know I people started to go home but it just kind of just started to level out i think wait times are crazy again for a couple of reasons uh first off um the rumor has that they're padding them so that you'll buy lightning lane and then second lightning yeah. lane definitely changes standby because the it seems from what i've been seeing there's some vloggers doing some stuff about it and just what i've noticed in the park they do not let Lightning Lane wait. If you're in Lightning Lane, they they hold standby for a long time while they let Lightning Lane go through. And then when they see Lightning Lane has like a natural pause, then they'll let standby. It's almost it's almost like they've been told if Lightning Lane has a has a queue, you hold standby as long as you need to to let Lightning Lane through. That's how they've always done. Attractions um... got emails for that. I was going to say, that's how they've always done a um, VIP line in, at Universal anyway. So it's like, well. Not, none of this is new. None of this yeah. is new. No. But I, I will tell you, and that's where I was going with this, is after we did that, my friend is just a type who's like, I don't want to wait in lines. And we didn't get on that many attractions because we were just doing different experiences and some shopping and stuff because it was like, I don't, I don't want to wait in lines. So he ended up buying the entire party. And there were six of us, Genie Plus. He paid for it. He's like, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get a Genie Plus. Yeah, and I'll buy yours and your brother's. I don't even really care. Like, I need okay. to meet this friend of yeah, yours. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So he <laughs> we he need did it. Friend. Yeah. Uh, he bought it, and then we got on like three or four attractions, you know, using Lightning Lane, and it really was like we just walked on. Like mm-hmm. we're like, oh, let's get on Small World because it's decorated for the holiday. Okay, we walked right on, and there was a line. The line might have been, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, but I think him was more of like, I don't mind the 20 minute wait on a normal day but he's all i don't want to wait that in the rain so okay so we walked right on with lightning lane and there was no one else in the lightning lane lane like we were the only ones that walked on 
and then we did it again for um, what else did we uh, Genie Plus um, Haunted Mansion actually and it might have been again about maybe a 30 minute wait we walked right on like right. we we well not I can't say that necessarily because it is the fast pass lane the old fast pass lane so it we walked up by the back it, it, well it took you you know how there's the two different lanes that separates the left and the right yeah. We went down the one, and it took us up to. We were already when we stopped. We were already up by the house, next to the house, is, oh, okay. is where we actually stopped. So there's a definite flow to the lightning lane stuff. I'm still not believing that without technical difficulties, people were like, "Oh, we waited four hours in line." I'm not believing that shit without technical difficulties at all. I think that's freaking clickbait bullshit. Yeah. Um, be, but you definitely, it definitely does work. It definitely yeah. does work. Standby is is decidedly slower now that lightning lane has been introduced. Like you can tell that it's, it's much slower now, but it's not like, it's not anything that is that big of a deal. Like I think you could still go to Disney and have a great day and not buy lightning lane. We had a great Uh, day at uh, Disney when I took, uh, when I took my mm -hmm. daughter's friend and we didn't have that. And I saw it in use when you know how to work the park, you know how to work the park. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, so we were going to buy Rise of the Resistance. Me and Aaron were going to buy it, right? We didn't have a lot of time in the park. It was the 23rd, and we wanted to leave around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon because we didn't have anyone to watch the dogs. So we're like, okay, well, we're going to leave then. We had Trader Sam reservations, which are impossible to get at 1.15. I managed to get some. Okay, cool. So we knew we had the morning in the park. We had to leave by 1.15. So I look at Rise of the Resistance. And it said uh, return time 11.15. And I was like, oh, cool. So I'm like, let's just do it. Whatever. Let's see how it works. I click on it. When I click on it, the return time had changed from 11.15 to 2.15. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, mother trucker. I was like, I told my husband, I said, well, this isn't going to work for us. He's like, it just said 11.15. I go, now look at yours. So he pulled his up 3 o'clock. Yeah, that one is still selling out. Yeah, Rise of the Resistance is blinking; it's selling out, right? And that one, you walk right into Ray and BB-8, so you <clears throat> wait in any queue. You like walk right into the BB-8 and Ray scene. But we were just like, oh well, let's just do it. Like we have twenty bucks, whatever. Like let's see how it works. But it didn't work for us because I mean, you're blinking and they're selling out. So. Um, I think the pay-to-play one, Disney is making bank on that because people are giving up 2020, 2020 to ride Rise of the Resistance. Um, but the queue, the standby queue, I'm, I'm going to go with hour, hour and a half, which for which for an e-ticket ride, an hour, hour and a half standby is is not obscene, in my opinion. I mean, that seems kind of normal. So stuff was super inconsistent yesterday. Because I saw at one point when we were eating dinner because we ate at Docking Bay, um, Smuggler's Run was 80 minutes. Smuggler's Run was 80 minutes. That is a 20-minute ride at, at best. You Smuggler's know I mean? Run has been longer than Rise of the Resistance multiple times in the last several weeks. Because I'll go on to look at it or I'll, like, I'll be watching a vlogger and they'll pull it up and it is posted. Now, I don't know if it's real because they're not actually walking through the line. But posted, Smuggler's Run is longer than Rise of the Resistance. And I'm like, are we in an alternate universe? The thing is, you can't tell until you walk over to the line and see the actual line. 
But mm-hmm. at, at an 80-minute posted wait time, I'm probably not going to walk over there specifically no. for that. So I've seen Rise. Now, Rise yesterday did get a little crazy because it was a, a busy day. Um, but when I've been to the park and I haven't I haven't had the want to wait that long just because of whatever we were doing, I've seen it as low as 40 minutes. But the average has been anywhere between 60 and 90 is yeah. what, the, what the average has been. And everybody consistently says, you really don't wait that long in line. Even though that's what's posted, you, that's not really what you're waiting in line. So I still have yet to do the standby for Rise of the Resistance, but I know coming up here, I think I'm going again next week. I'm going to build a lightsaber too. I will probably <laughs> do it that day. If I can catch it at about 40 minutes or so, or even about an hour, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. I waited. Um, so I, I went by myself because uh, I was trying to buy uh, Christmas gifts. Um, and so Space Mountain, right after Rope Drop, because I didn't run over there. I, you know, walked towards Tomorrowland and I went through the shops, but it said it was a 25 minute wait for Space Mountain. And I was like, yeah, I'll wait 25 minutes. It was 25 minutes. And I don't know if Space Mountain line to me is like the worst, one of the worst lines to wait in at Disneyland. Like that in the Matterhorn, I'm like, a, it's a snooze fest. So it was a long 25 minute wait for Space Mountain, like a long 25 minutes. And I don't know if it's because Lightning Lane, because they were selling Lightning Lanes that early. Um, I don't know if it was the Karen who was behind me and the Chad in front of me who were like <laughs> bitching about their freaking mask and like not doing everything they could to not put it on. And I'm like, just put it on and shut up. Um, but that was, it was a long 25 minute wait. And single rider line was closed for the whole day. They had single rider line closed on space mountain that day. They had single rider line closed on Indy that day. And, um, another one, they, won't, they did use, have, on they won't use it when it's busy. They'll, they'll close single rider when it gets to a certain, yeah. um, I don't really want to say capacity. Cause I don't know if that's for a fact, but on busy, busy days, they won't use single rider. Yeah, and they had it on Matterhorn, which I was reminded after riding Matterhorn why I should never ride Matterhorn because says I think that. I'm it still hurts. my back still hurts from riding Matterhorn that day. But um, yeah, it was a uh, Space Mountain was a it was a long twenty five minutes. So when I saw that one, I was like, no, thank you. But like Rise, that went fast. Um, Rise Resistance seems to go pretty quickly. Uh, Pirates even seems to go fast. So. I think the only one that really takes forever is space and Matterhorn. Like those are, and cars, cars takes forever too. The problem, I, with, well, problem I, with both of those rides is that when you get like, uh, you know, handicap, it's such a process to get them on, on space and that is true. Matterhorn that it holds up the process so long. I mean, at least with Matterhorn, you have a whole other side that's still going. But with Base Mountain, when you have somebody, it just stops everything. Kind of like same with uh, Haunted Mansion. It stops everything when you have, you know, and you know, that's at least, what, another 7, 10, 15 cars that, go, that don't go by that would be in that amount of time that aren't going by. So you're losing that much time. It's just... Yeah, that's the problem with some things like that when you have only one track and you you're just you know one thing can just hold up the whole works and then just cause that uh, wait time to jump up. I speak from experience as someone who has worked at multiple attractions. 
I speak from experience for someone who has waited for those scooters to load and unload. <laughs> the Incredicoaster. I, 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 and I told you, I'm sorry. I'm real quick, Gina. I'm sorry, yeah, man, but they get on my freaking nerves. Like they get on my, oh, they get on my nerves so as bad. As someone who had to uh, load wheelchairs onto the ET Adventure at Universal Studios multiple times, yeah, no, we hate them all. We hate yeah, them all. It's not no even, offense to people that have to no, use wheelchairs. No, but we hate all of you. And it every, isn't, every attractions person hates all of you. I think it's really I don't hate them. I hate the entitlement some of them feel. Right. Like from it and and tell me why they always travel in packs. <laughs> they they travel in packs uh, and it and then they get pissed that no one is stopping for them because they're the ones actually holding up traffic. They're holding up the flow of traffic. My friend had to use a scooter cuz she has MS and she went, she didn't go on any rides in Fantasyland because it was such a process and she felt so bad. Um, when we were on cars, um, the, the party ahead of us didn't understand why it was taking so long. And my friend looks at me and she's like, are, are these people serious right now? She's like, we're in a whole like ass other section. She's like, there's only one section for the the um you know handicap she's like what is wrong with these people do they not understand this and i'm all no no they don't understand it <laughs> so like yeah. my felt really she felt really uncomfortable using her scooter in certain places like there was a couple of rides she's like no y'all just go on without me like to her kids she's like you guys go over there and do it and i'll just wait for you um, because she couldn't stand for that long through the line and she just didn't want to go through the hassle of trying to like go back for it. Um, and she could have gotten a DAS pass, but she didn't understand how it worked. Um, and so she didn't do that because I think she probably would have gotten that instead. But, um, yeah, she felt really, she felt really uncomfortable in the scooter all day. She didn't want one, but her MS flared up and there was no way that she could have walked around the whole park. And, um, she didn't want anyone like to have to push her cause her son's like, 14 so <laughs> like there's no way he can push me through this park so she got it i've been there they changed the das process for disney anyway and like i don't even understand it now you can't just go like it's on the app or something i, I don't know but yeah the scooter the scooter gangs there's different. They're like people who were Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Well, see, and I feel there are people who are like legitimately need mobility devices for a variety of reasons. And then there are people who are too lazy to walk their asses around. There are two distinct groups. Absolutely. There might even be three or four, but. People who don't need them. There are people who get them simply because they want to sit all day and they don't want to walk. Which so I, I mean... get. I totally get that. But. At the same time, They're I also, also recognize that you over because they don't understand how they work. <laughs> I also recognize that this is a society. Like Knotts is really the wild, wild rest right now. <laughs> Everybody gives Disney crap about their reservation system, but I can go to Disney at 3 p.m. and find parking now where you couldn't do that before. Like, I appreciate that. Do not oversell your parking spaces. That's my I, philosophy. I, wa I want to go to Knott's oh, and it's, go it's eat and stuff, but I just no. we don't want to go to Knott's. We just we keep putting it off and saying, oh, we're going to go to Knott's. Uh, I wanted to go to Knott's and look at the decorations. But then we're like, oh, but then, oh, but no. Uh, now we're like, hey, you know what? We should get Universal Passes next year. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> but Universal well, is just as bad as not. The, without the reservation system, it is insane. The lines for at 10:30 in the morning, there was too many people, and we went home yes two days two days ago on Tuesday. I just want to go to Harry Potter and eat. Okay, that, yeah. Give me a break. No. Oh. Go to Harry Potter and eat. Well, we went, so we went to Knott's, it was by 10.30, there were already lines for places that had literally just opened for food. Um, there was, uh, the line for Ghost Rider was already stretching out of the Ghost Rider line and down into, towards like the restaurants in the locker area at 10.30 in the morning. And I looked at Aaron, Aaron looked at me and I was like, there are too many people. He's like, two people, let's go. And the, so like everybody, I know a lot of people giving Disney crap about their reservation system, but I'm going to be honest, I like it. Uh, it just requires minimal planning. Dan and I have never had an issue getting our the days we wanted. We've had that conversation. You roll in, you know you're going to get parking. It's busy, but it's not like I waited four hours for food busy, and there are people <laughs> waiting an hour and a half to get food at Knott's Berry Farm. That's ridiculous. You two should and a never half, have to wait an uh, hour day. and a half for a turkey ball. Let, let me tell you, awesome. yesterday, Docking Bay, and we made the decision to eat at Docking Bay when we were standing on Main Street waiting for them to light the tree. And uh, we're like, you know, the rest of the group is like, I'm, I'm hungry. You guys want to eat? You hungry? I could eat. Where? Mm, could eat at Docking Bay. Okay, look at it. The time? Between now and 5.30. Oh, okay. Put in my order. <laughs> Walked over there. By the time I got over to uh, Big Thunder, I put, hey, man, I'm going to put, I'm here. So I put, I'm here. By the time Walmart. we actually got to Docking Bay, um, your food's here. There's yeah, your food. It's great. I even turned around. We're looking, we were going to split the group because of the seating, right? We, and we knew seating was going to be an issue only because it was raining. Yeah. Because everybody's looking for a place that's raining, dry. I never had a problem getting a seat right. anywhere over there these days. And I happened to walk up to a table and asked about um, the, the little bench seat that's there. Because uh, I was going to take it to sit somewhere else that didn't have one uh, that we had found in, in the little corner. And the guy was like, oh, we're about to leave. You just want this whole table? I, oh, yeah, man. Sure. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no problem. Collected all his stuff. And then a cast member came up and said, hey, let me clean that table for you before you guys sit down. I was like, okay. Wonderful service. Two people came to take our trays. Like, beautiful. Beautiful. That's the way it's supposed to be. I'm not fighting for whatever at uh, coasters. Yeah, I, I love knots. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love knots very farm. And it, it pains me when I can't go to a park that I love unless I'm rope dropping it an hour before it opens. We are in the parking lot. The minute the parking lot opens, we're there at seven o'clock in the morning parking. We get our coffee. We wait in line. The first two hours, it was. It's beautiful, but after that, you cannot enjoy Knott's Berry Farm anymore. It is wall to wall to wall people. It is just and and people are bitchy. They are not having a magical day. They are angry and grumpy, and a lot of them I feel like are bitter ex Disney pass holders. <laughs> like they just they're just not happy. And yeah, so, to be honest, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if that's ever gonna go down i don't know if i mean maybe when maybe when all of the original um 2020 pass holders like myself when they're when our passes finally expire in may of next year yep <laughs> maybe all of those people with all those people's passes expire and they don't renew then things might get better at the parks a little bit but it's going to be that wave of pass holders 
while after while Disney was so close, well, you know, when Disney first opened, yeah, that all get knots passes. It's going to be that wave is what you have to wait for them to expire, which I think that they're also extended through same people that were also extended through May of next year. So maybe May of next year when all those people expire, you know, in the next summer, maybe it might get better, but maybe not until 2023. But yeah, yeah, a lot of things with the pandemic really fucked knots over. Yeah, and then the aftermath of Disneyland, you yeah. know what I mean? A lot of the prices, I mean, to be honest, a lot of Disney pass holders got knots right. passes, and they're still getting knots passes because they're just like, you know, we have a lot of friends that we want to meet up, but with these reservations and our schedules, that we can't just go like some of us, you know, even me. Right. I'm not a planner. I'm a sporadic because my lady works. She should be like, hey, let's go. You want to go? Okay. So that's why, that's one of the reasons why we didn't even get a pass because that's a, to me, that's a reservation pass and I don't want a reservation pass. But every, as soon as I got, as soon as I left, it was even five times slower because they even, well, one thing is they have new iPads to work with for the tickets instead of using the scanners at the time. And everybody's getting a new pass. Everybody is. Having the papers and then the information line was packed on both sides, getting new passes. So it's it's gonna get worse. Yeah, knots is crank. And and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to renew my knots pass. My sister is not. My sister said that my niece is five and she struggles to like stand in line. And my sister, we don't feel she needs a DAS. Like she just is a five year old kid. And so we're not. Yeah, my sister's not going to renew her pass for her and her daughter, but Aaron and I will renew our knots pass and we'll continue to do what we do with knots, which is rope drop it, because um, we have to go on weekends. Um, uh, he very rarely can we go during the week unless it's the summer or it's a school. yeah. So that's why we went this Tuesday. He works every other weekend, so we had Tuesday off. I had Tuesday off. We knew it was going to be busy. We didn't think it was going to get too crowded by 10 30 in the morning though like that was surprising um oh no you got a girl you know what it is everybody knows the last three weekends of you know be before christmas during christmas and especially after new year's those are the worst times to park i knew what it was you know especially you know a lot of people get gifts of season passes of the families you know and that's why I expected. I, I really didn't think it was going to be a lot of people getting their passes yesterday, you know, when we were there. But, yeah, I, you know, and then, you you know, I see people in my group, a lot of new, newbies. You know, I joined because I got a new season pass. And you can tell the increase. You know what I mean? You can just. And I don't it, think it would be that bad. Like, ride-wise, okay, Ghost Rider's an e-ticket ride. I get an hour and a half, two hours. But. And I know. Not to remix. But with the new plans, you know that supposedly, if they do that new roller coaster, that supposedly they're gonna make a parking structure. Well, they first off, they needed to make a parking structure five years ago. So they. Oh, not, sorry, they needed to make a parking structure, structure twenty years ago, but. Yeah, they need. They Magic need forty years ago. <laughs> but the food thing, 
nobody should be waiting an hour and a half to two hours in line for food. Not get your shit together, get mobile ordering. Like, I don't mind, like, for a while, Disney's mobile order, like, depending on the day uh, when the Oogie Boogie Bash came and everybody had to go to Disney, it was like mobile orders were an hour wait out. Okay, you know why I don't mind that? Because I'm not standing in line for it. Like, get your shit together. If Knott's had mobile ordering and it was like, oh, you need to come back in two hours for your turkey balls. Okay. Boop, beep, boop. I'm going to go walk around for two hours. There are parents. There are people standing in a physical line for an hour and a half for, like, a burger. No. I'm sorry. That's not okay. Like, And then the fact that. Go ahead. Not and then if you're a first timer or don't know about the cash list, you're turned away and have to go to a machine <laughs> and come back into the line and that's why a lot of people were pissed in guest relations as well that day. <laughs> and look, and I have no problem with with not being cashless. Like I know a lot of people like I haven't carried cash since nineteen eighty seven. So like I don't <laughs> care that I have to use my ATM card. Like whatever, it's twenty twenty one. If you think the government's out to get you, you're not important enough. So back off. It's fine. You're going to be okay. So I get it. Like, and kids don't have cards. Okay, but they sell a card. So, like, it, it, it's learning curve. A lot curve. of kids and teens were there. Yeah, it's a learning curve. But, like, don't tell me that a 16-year-old doesn't know how a freaking ATM card works. Like, I teach high school. They all understand the concept. Like, go get one. It's the fact that <laughs> if Knott's is going to go cashless, they're already there to do mobile ordering. And by the way, I don't know if anyone realizes this. I was having a conversation with what, somebody who worked at, at the ride at like Berry Tales because it broke. So we were waiting the five minutes for it to come back online because Berry Tales breaks every five seconds if you look at it wrong. Knott's is paying pretty decently to work there. They're paying almost 17 bucks an hour. That's not bad money. Yeah, Especially. because nobody wants to work for them. They still need a lot of hiring to go still. <laughs> they need to increase their price again then. They need to keep increasing what they pay. Don't No, they it. need to quit being bitches and living by stupid Walter Knott's creed to never go union, and they need to just let them go union. Well, but I don't even think, like, there's a lot of people who will work at places that aren't unionized. Like, Knott's wasn't union when I worked there, um, and, and I've had a lot of non-union jobs. But Knott's, if they can't find the people to work there, then they need to do something different. Increase their price, change their business practice, um, allow, like, when I worked there, I, I don't think it's this way now, but, like, Disney changed. Let them have tattoos and piercings. Like, I don't care if the 17-year-old giving me my hamburger has a face tattoo and a nose ring. Like, I give no Fig Newtons. Like, just give me my hamburger. <laughs> so not <laughs> change something. You know, whatever Knott's is doing, if they can't pull people to work there, then they need to hire someone to investigate what they can do differently to hire more staff. If you're not going to have a reservation system and you're going to have a Wild West free-for-all with your cheap-ass passes, thank you, I appreciate it being cheap, then you need to figure out a way to at least increase people getting food. Disney did it. Figure it out. The biggest problem with Knott's is that 
Cedar Fair has, gives no Fs about knots. And that's the biggest yes. problem with knots. The biggest problem yes. with knots is that Cedar Fair gives no Fs about them. They care about their East Coast properties. They care about King's Dominion. They care about Cedar Point. They care about Carowinds. They care about the parks that bring in people out there. That's what they care about. They don't care yeah, about a measly little little they don't care about a measly little place with, with chicken and jelly that um doesn't that there wasn't originally theirs, Dan. Well then they need to look at selling that, that was for Michael in his post about his barbecue sauce and jelly yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Like sell it if you're not gonna invest any time and money into it, then sell it because not is there are people who come here to go to the three theme parks. They go to Universal, Knotts, and Disney. And a lot of people who go to a Disney vacation out here, if they're from out of state, do go to Knott's Berry Farm as well. They do that. Must be Mo Valley. I just you know, I just think it sucks because like I do like Disney, right? I appreciate Disney. I really enjoy going there. I go there a lot because we made the executive decision that if we spent what was it, 1300 bucks on a pass, we're going as much as we can. Right. So get we, that money worth. We we decided like we've already paid for that pass. We're like, "Okay, we're doing good." But I hate that I can't go to Knott's and just enjoy it because Knott's is a different vibe than Disney. You know, and I just, I guess I'm just angry at Knott's Berry Farm for for kind of not being efficient. And they could be. Like, they could hire somebody who cares about it and make that place efficient and make it run. And, you know, I'm sorry, they don't need a giga coaster. They, they don't need that. They, they, that's bullshit, and they don't need that there. They're not Magic Mountain. Let Magic Mountain have their Giga Coaster. Knott's is not that vibe. Knott's um, is tweens and old people who like to walk around, like me. That's what I said. <laughs> Cedar, Cedar Fair doesn't understand that because Cedar Fair runs uh, Giga Coaster parks yep. on the East Coast, and that's all they care about. They don't understand that that's not what Knott's vibe is. They don't understand that. And, and that, that they would make a hell of a lot more money if they would rebuild and do Soapbox Derby 2.0 rather than a, a Giga poster. They could do a Soapbox Derby 2.0, and that would be much more interesting to people who are fans of Knots than a, than any kind of roller coaster. If Knots if Knots took out that stupid mouse ride, the one that's across from Hang Time, that has the worst <laughs> leg restraints ever, that are only made for people who are five one and hundred and two pounds, take that out and put in Soapbox Racers 2.0. People would flock. It was a good ride until they put the leg restraints. Pretty well, much, and I think I they mean, had to. <laughs> I think that's an OSHA thing because they do it at Disney too. I haven't ridden Goofy Sky School since they changed it, the leg restraints there either. So I think it's no, just. No, that, those that are I, not as bad as uh, Knott's. Trust the me. Knott's like, sucks your legs. Oh my God. It, and and you know how many people? Not, it's not a well, like the ride kind of sucks. It's not smooth. Yeah, that's not that great. Yeah, the ride is just, but take that out. Take out Johnny Rockets, put in something better. You know, they tried- I mean, we already know that the the I mean the execution of Berry Tales was 
Don't get Man. let's not let's not cycle back to how that those discussions about how that the execution of Barry Tales was a D minus to be to be generous. Wah, wah, wah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like expecting uh, expecting anything amazing like uh, Sobos Derby 2.0 or anything that would be make sense to anybody is asking too much of Cedar Fair. You know, they're just gonna they're they're probably if they if they if they want if they had their druthers <laughs> to use a use a whatever that term means um <laughs> they would probably turn knots into into a gigapark they would turn it into a king's dominion or a carowinds or a cedar point yeah. if they wanted to you know they would turn it into something they would want they would their idea would probably be to to uh try and uh, their competition direct competition they would probably see as magic mountain they probably don't see disneyland or universal as competition because that's probably how they think they're looking at the roller coaster places they're not looking at the the family theme parks they're looking at it as an adventure park not a theme. yes exactly you know, i feel and i don't know if dan feels this way too because he's been to disney but i feel almost like theme parks in general right now disney knots they're who i'm speaking about it's like how can we give people the minimal amount but charge the maximum price and they'll come because they are so desperate for entertainment after all the shutdown like there's some stuff at disney that i feel like like the trams they can be brought back shut up they they can be brought back and i know they're coming but they can they made everybody walk because they're like they can afford it um the, I feel like the entertainment in certain areas, like character wise, is lacking. Like Batu could be so much better. Oh, no. Don't even oh, Okay, so hold on. I, I have to interject at this point. Yes, um I have always viewed the park as an experience. Yes. So the rides are just kind of a bonus, to be honest mm-hmm. at this point. Because I can get on them whenever I want to. Like having a pass, even now with the reservation system, I have a pass. I can go when I want. I never viewed it as that. So yesterday I went in the rain. I told you the ride times were crazy. Uh, We were actually going, trying to get there before the rain started for the experiences. The reason we went is because I wanted to see the Viva Navidad parade, which Mm -hmm. got canceled. And then they canceled all the entertainment. But there have been days where all I have done at Disney is the experiences. Pre-COVID, it was all the... um, the entertainment, the shows and stuff, which is slowly starting to come back. There's stuff there. You can catch the, the you can catch. so good. You like can if catch. You get, if you got a chance right. to catch any of the parades post COVID, they're really good. The little cavalcades. There's I've enjoyed them. The Disneyland band who I know that was the whole thing a couple of years ago. Cause they fired everybody and had to rehire and went a lot younger. Um, they perform in different spots. You can catch them. You can't get that up close interaction like you would before. That's a COVID protocol, but you have that. The bootstrappers play on that weird little staircase in front of um, not the what's the other restaurant next to the French Market? I never remember the name of that one. Where they have all the gumbo and all that. Oh, I, can't remember I don't remember, but I know what yeah. you're talking. about. They perform out, out there, guys. right? They were really good too. So I, I I take in that. So it's there. You're, you're getting that, and you can Cafe Orleans. Cafe Orleans. That's what it is. Thank you. Yeah. I think until Omicron, I think until Omicron, they were on the verge of bringing back um, the character meet and greets. I think it was there until Omicron. 
and I think that's going to be on hold a little bit longer. But I think they were on the verge of doing it. Like well, to actually I bring it back. I mind the characters the way they're doing it now. Like, I have no problem with, like, for the, if you haven't been there, if you're at the train station and they march a bunch of characters up there and they wave and you can stand down below and do, like, socially distanced pictures and selfies, even that's fine. Like, I don't need to hug Eeyore. I think mm-hmm. that it's great to see him. I, I think that in Batu, how they do Ray and Chewie and they have them you know, up so you can't touch them or get close to them, but you can still interact with them and they'll still talk to you. I enjoy that. I just feel like they Disney can be doing more in that respect because a lot of us go to Disney, not for the rides. Like, I'll be honest, I've been to Disney several times and we haven't gotten on one ride when we're there. I'm very used to that. You know, yeah. now would have been okay. would have been if you know if we had not to uh, echo somebody that we like to make fun of, but and I feel like that he stole my shtick about hating on Bob Chopek anyways. But <laughs> um, I feel like that if or now would have been the perfect time to bring in those rooftop shows and Galaxy's Edge that they that were supposed to have been there from the get go. You know, the, some of that stuff that you know, that was cut because he felt like it, that now's the perfect time to bring some of that shit in, finally. You know, the, the, you know they had all those plans for all the all that those shows on the rooftops, and the rooftops were designed for people to be able to run around on them, but, you know, where's that stuff? You know, now's the time to do that stuff. Here's how I know they're thinking about it. I've gotten a lot of surveys recently in my email. Same. I have gotten a lot of surveys in my email recently, which you know when that happens, they're thinking about it, and yeah. they're taking in like what do what do people want out of this? Because that's always the way that it works. Yeah, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Seriously, from Disney is surveys. Yeah, surveys do. And I do to... them. I do them every. I just did one. That's what okay. I was doing when you guys were talking about knots. I did a survey about my food experience yesterday because I got one in my email. Um, so I I kind of did that. We need to start. Uh, go ahead. Love the reservation system. So I always am on Disney. Whenever I get a survey, I was like, I love the reservation system. I think that's great. Yeah, keep that. It's great. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I always harp on the entertainment. How and then I always tell how wonderful my interactions are with characters and CMs. I have to be honest. I have not had a CM who's even remotely subpar. Like every interaction I've had with the CM has been just really good. And I don't mean they're like over the top, have a magical day. Like, no, I just mean that they're nice and friendly. And if they're busy, they're like, hey, sorry, we're busy. And we're like, no, it's fine. You're working. Like we're just, we're on vacation. So it's cool. But the guy who wiped down my table yesterday at Docking Bay, tattoos Mm -hmm. on his forearms. So, you know. It's fine. It's not. It's not a thing. Got to start. Gotta go to City Hall and show them some love, man. Because uh, anytime you do, they get uh, uh, they get little awards. Any any compliment they get from guest services or anything, they get an award for it, and it shows your comment on the bottom uh, on the paper saying uh, like, "Oh, whatever he did, great. You know, he took care of us, and this and this and this shows up on the uh, certificate." If it wasn't raining, uh, I would have thought about it. Well, if yeah. they if they yeah. had a separate line for that instead of have making you stand the same line as people that are complaining, then maybe that, they would be easier to give that, that too. Uh, they need CM, to uh, it needs to be online in the app. Yeah, they need to have a yeah. way for you to do it in the app where you can just be like, 
hey, here, I want to give this recognition to a CM. Like, they were amazing at Docking Bay 7. You know, Bob was great. Uh, go Bob and Docking Bay 7. Like, if they had it in the app, I think way more people would show the love to the CM. Uh, we got to start wrapping this up. Uh, I do have two things I want to bring up really quickly. Um, one is that uh, Star Wars night, I upgraded. I had a ticket from 2020. So I, I did upgrade um, my pass. The The way that it worked was there are three nights for After Dark for the Star Wars night. If you chose nice. either of the first two, it was a straight switch with the ticket. Um, those nights being a Tuesday and a Wednesday, that's not going to happen for me. Um, Friday night is much easier for me because I don't feel the need to miss work. And it actually happens during celebration, which I will be in Anaheim uh, for celebration anyway. And I'm staying the entire weekend. Was it the original Star Wars night was on uh, It was on a Thursday. Friday night. It was on a Thursday night. Yes, it was. It was on a Thursday night. Um, yeah, because it was on the, the night before uh, celebration started. Right. So that's why I was going to – I had a hotel then too. I was just going to go, do it, right. experience it, and just walk across the street because I have a, I have a room at the Hilton. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I was going to do. Upgraded to this one. $66 to upgrade. That's, <laughs> what it, that's what it cost me. So that, that ticket – that ticket, if you were to buy that ticket because I was talking to uh, – friend of mine yesterday <clears throat> and she said i was wanting to buy a, a star wars night ticket when they go on sale 175 dollars for the friday night <laughs> that's what <laughs> it costs so i said i'm going to upgrade it because that day just works better for me jersey. and i <laughs> two spirit jerseys one maybe <laughs> one now the thing. anymore um i just looked at it as that was money already spent <laughs> two years right. ago so right. no, i'm absolutely. just gonna go ahead and pay the upgrade because it's just more convenient for me and it's all in this one package on the weekend that's one Second is we haven't talked in a while. I think it was right around Halloween. So I actually did the candlelight. I went for one of the candlelight performances. Got it. Uh, again, a reservation. We've always been able to get them when we wanted. They opened mm-hmm. up. So I got a reservation for the Sunday performances a couple days before. Just did it like, hey, let's look at the app. If we can go, let's go. Could have actually got the Saturday. I didn't realize this until later. I could have gotten the Saturday, but my daughter doesn't have the same key as me. It's one down, and she's blocked Saturdays in December. So we ended up with the Sunday one. <clears throat> Didn't have a problem with it. I was standing in the area behind the rope, behind all the seats. Um, it wasn't packed like sardines, which is what I remember from previous performances of Candlelight, having been to a couple and then just having been at the park while they're going on, was not packed like sardines. Was it – there were people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was people, but I could have done – and I'm kind of waving my arms around – I could have done this around me and wouldn't have hit anybody because it was just, there was just that there was that much room. They capped it, bro. That's what actually happened is they looked like they capped it at a certain number of people because when the performance was over, they herded us down main street and we had had a reservation at Jolly holiday anyway. So they herded us down main street and they had a line on either side of main street of people waiting in line for the next performance. So they cleared all of us out and then brought all of them in. So it, it was done really really well and their they performance from their mistakes the performance well and you had to like you've just learned a lot about lines and stuff through social distancing when that was a yeah. thing the performance itself um is always incredible like even if you're not religious it's just a beautiful performance found out that somebody we work with was in the performance that actually made it um uh, a lot more fun to know later oh this guy was in the performance that was kind of cool i talked to him about it and he was super jazzed this year, they had no, like, because of the way they had to perform or rehearse, there were no high school choirs in it. 
this was a because of COVID too. There were no high school choirs in this. Everybody was above the age of eighteen, so they rehearsed at night. They were rehearsing at at midnight and things like that. And it was all local stuff, and of course the Disneyland choir. So, but it it was a beautiful performance nonetheless. The way they had it set up was done really well. And I, if they keep the reservation system, I would do that again. I was never a fan of just trying to find a spot. I got there about 3.30 into the park, and by 4 o'clock, we were waiting for the performance at 5.30. So we're just kind of hanging around with snacks. So that's all that. I saw, uh, I saw Candlelight once about 18 years ago, and that was only because I had a friend whose roommate worked for Disney Channel, and I was able to get it. <laughs> and that's the only time I ever watched it. Because... The the other time I watched the whole performance instead of just a piece with it a piece of it was when they were doing those seats for um, uh, pass holders when it was like uh... a lottery for it so we oh, ended up yeah. get, we ended <laughs> up getting and I think it was 2012 um, was when they oh, did yeah, that it was and we a pass up, holder at that time yeah so we we got that I'm gonna be honest with you like I mean I I know it's a thing it's cool I really wanted to do it to see what it was gonna be like with the reservation system. Like how how it would work. That's really why I wanted to do it, and that's what that's what we did. We decided to do it, and I found it to be oh that was actually kind of that was actually kind of cool to do it like that, uh, because again limited capacity, not just everybody hurting and trying to get in because you right. had to have a reservation to even get in the park. Right, so, which is how it's always been in the past. Well, it's always been like impossible to be like if you don't have seating, it's like well <laughs> forget about it. You might as well just try and. Hope that you could listen to a little bit as you're walking by. Yeah, and, and you know sardines, and that's not what this was. This wasn't. It was again. There was people, but it wasn't packed like sardines. So, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, again, like I said, let's wrap this up. Anybody? Any last thing to say? I haven't watched. Uh, I'm going to watch Encanto this week probably. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, the yeah, Br- the Bruno song is probably the good. best. Everybody is. Yeah, it's pretty good. I need to go and watch some of those other. I still haven't seen Onward. Like from when pandemic first started. Onward's pretty good. So I saw I watched the short that was with uh Encanto with the uh, with the with the raccoons. Oh that's that cute. Was cute. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Okay. Gina, anything? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh just real quick, uh, Eternals coming to Disney Plus in January. January twelfth. Yeah. I did yep. not see that in theaters and I heard it didn't do well. I right. don't I really didn't hear a whole lot about it at all. I'm not obviously I've been in the movies. I'm not against going to the movie theater, but I just that's I was busy at the time and it just didn't get a lot of hype, so didn't see it. Will I watch it? Of course. Of course. I didn't go see Shang Chi either, but I saw that on Disney Plus and it was actually really good. So yeah, that was a pretty amazing movie. Yeah. So all right then. Uh to everybody listening, well Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, because uh, I'll have this out before the first for sure. Probably drop if not later today, tomorrow. So there you go. Anybody going to the parks this week, next week? Anything? I am going, bro. Um, I worked the reservation system. I was there last week. <laughs> I was there yesterday. I will be there next Friday. I will be there the Friday after that. I will be there two weeks after that for Lunar New Year. I will be there <laughs> two, the weeks, two, two weeks after that for, yeah. I think the tutors and I are going because we're off that week, Gina. Um, yeah. And then I will be going later that week, same week for my daughter's birthday. So, yeah. Right. I'm have, going twice. Or three times in January. I'm not going yet in February because we're so far we're still going on a cruise. I'm not canceling it. So unless, unless the cruise Caribbean cancels, it. cancels yeah. it, we're going. 
Um, I do have oh, reservations nice. in March for because we're gonna go on Aaron's birthday because he his birthday's on a Saturday in March, so we're gonna go. But I'm sure I'll pick up a few extra Disney days at some point this month. They're really not hard to get anymore. You can look no. for the drops. They drop them they'll get, randomly. They'll get more starting yeah. next year for sure. Well, you can they'll go tomorrow. Up. As of right now, the only days that aren't uh, – that they haven't released more days to is uh, right after, is the 7th and the 8th and the 9th that weekend. But right now, like, you can go this weekend. You can go today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. So yeah. as of right now, if you have the dream key, I don't look at the other key because I don't have it, so I didn't look. But if you have a dream key, you can go right now. You yeah. can make safety uh, reservations. And the thing so. about that is they don't sell the drink key anymore. So, <laughs> Which is well, what, we'll the reason I'm looking at if they allow us to renew, mm-hmm. I'll renew just because they don't have it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll see what they'll, happens. They'll let it go like all the other ones. It's just grandfathered in until they do something different. Entirely. Yeah. Yep. Get rid of the reservations. They'll sell them again. I have no doubt that they're going to go back and start selling them again. But they had a they few hiccups. And some lawsuits, so I'm sure they're pausing things while they figure out life. So, uh, figure and it the out. SoCal deal starts on January third. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get into all that. So, if you want to go for that, <laughs> go for that. It's it's a hell of a deal, but some of us work. It's so. basically just a, uh, a uh, Monday breach through of, Friday breach of contract thing, right? That lawsuit. No, the lawsuit. The lawsuit is basically some some lady who lives out of state being pissed because she can't get reservations because she's not paying attention a, to the fact that you can actually get a reservation if you just pay attention. Advertisement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of it. Sometimes people do quick. Uh, they'll do a, an easy lawsuit, like a lot of these, you know, wow. ones chaser kind of guys. They'll do quick lawsuits to try to get them. They're trying to get recognition. Or seeing if Disney throws some money at them to shut them up. Because I thought I saw something about a breach of contract lawsuit having to do with the old passes. That Disney no. breached your no. contract by uh, by terminating the the pass contract early. Because, you know, you have to sign a contract with the old passes. And uh, uh, technically they did breach contract by terminating all passes and not get, bringing them back as is according to the original contract. So technically I think there was a... Somebody did try to do a lawsuit based on that. I don't know what happened with it. Well, if you haven't heard anything about it and I haven't gotten a check in the mail, nothing. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and a lot of times people don't realize, like, Disney Disney has lawyers on retainer. So Disney doesn't just, like, Disney isn't just, like, "Hmm, I'm Bob in uh, park passes and I make $50,000 a year and I'm going to write up these terms and conditions. Like, these are lawyers on retainer who have multiple people checking them. So I'm oh, sure Disney feels pretty confident about their, you know, their their chances of winning. Yeah, I oh, didn't get the number win. off the back of a bus. Pretty much. They will win. They're yeah. very good. Trust me, they're very good. And a lot of people, they're easily bought. Like, most of us would be, like, I'm sorry, but if Disney paid off my school loan, if I got hurt at Disney, you can maim me. Disney could rip a limb off, and if they're like, we'll pay off your school loan debt, I'd be like, Disney, I love you. You can have my limb. <laughs> We're easily paid for as a society. Better <laughs> butter than biscuits. And as a podcast, we say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. See you next year.
real soon.